0: Hello everybody, welcome back for another video, hope you're all doing well, and that you're all having a great day, likes, comments, and subscribes, as always, are very much appreciated, welcome to another video, without further ado, let's jump right into it, there's an enormous amount of shoulda, woulda, coulda, maybe, might in the future news, And there's also just a super abundance of some of the dumbest news I have ever seen in my entire life. So sit down, buckle up, especially if you are driving, because I keep thinking that I won't be surprised by things happening in the space. And lo and behold, for those of you not looking at the screen... It says Ethereum's price to surge 2x to in the next six weeks. Yes, speculation is still quite rampant as to if the prices of the cryptocurrency market are going to rise based off of the hype of the upcoming merge over the next couple of weeks and where exactly Ethereum's price is going to go. Ethereum was a major talking point for today. There was a lot of uh, maybe not now, but potentially in the six week future. Uh, where Ethereum's price is going to be. A lot of people think that we are going to be passing by the $3,000 mark by the time the merge is actually here, based off of the fact that we already hit $2,000. Slight movements down in the market. We will, of course, be going over that as well, but the uh, dramatic hype for this upgrade is definitely there. Fidelity Chief explains why Bitcoin is cheap at the current level. He basically believes that, I'm not joking either, he he believes that people aren't paying attention to the actual fundamentals of Bitcoin. He says that for some reason we are currently around where Bitcoin should have been around 2014 and people aren't looking at the actual network growth, the adoption curve, the rate at which people are using Bitcoin every single day. And how much money is flowing through the Bitcoin ecosystem, which is currently trillions, of, like trillion with a T, of dollars per year, which is actually more than many uh, of the largest banks around the world. He's, he's, he's actually a bit shocked that Bitcoin is currently this low uh, and thinks that any correlation to the stock market is actually a little weird, especially when you consider the network uh, running on its own. <clears throat> it says, here's how the Bitcoin price... Yeah, Bitcoin price could reclaim the $30,000 mark. They believe that Bitcoin basically has to uh, go back up. And I know that sounds completely stupid. Uh, The idea is uh, Bitcoin should be higher. This is a common thing floating through the space. A lot of times you would kind of assume, or I assumed in the very beginning... A lot of the people who were saying this were trying to, and I hate this term so much because it sounds so dumb, people talking about trying to pump their own bags. No, I'm sorry. People actually look through metrics, and it has to do with math, to see exactly where where, where a coin's price should be. Uh, Even when we had news before, this was about four-something weeks ago, uh, from that guy, Anthony Scaramucci, who was talking about that Bitcoin's price and Ethereum's price should currently be doubled. It once again, same as the guy from Fidelity, has to do with network usage, how much money's flowing through it, the adoption curve. You might have seen those uh, charts before years ago showing like this was the internet in 1995. Here's the internet now. We have those same exact things for Bitcoin and usage and how many people are on the network, how many wallets are being opened, and it's more and more every single day. So this logically, as we've seen the value of other things rise over the course of history, uh bitcoin for some reason at the current time is not following the actual trajectory of uh price compared to the amount of people who are currently on it. Uh so the idea is uh bitcoin needs to move back up and when it moves back up we keep seeing once again either 25,000 to 28,000. 28,000 seeming to be the more popular number that bitcoin has to pass and then therefore we will be moving back up once again. It says technical analysis. Ethereum could take a hit as bulls show weak hands. It has nothing to do with bulls and bears and peacocks and cockamamie other animals running around. You might have seen where this was leading up to because it's always the exact same thing. It's never any real deviation as to why... Uh, For those of you who didn't know, the cryptocurrency prices are lightly down right now. I'm talking a 1, 2, 3% down. Nothing too dramatic, but they're always down for the exact same reason. Minutes for the Federal Open Market Committee's July meeting were published today, and markets have responded coolly. The U.S. Central Bank may raise interest rates again. According to the minutes from last month's Federal Open Market Committee FOMC meeting released yesterday evening, or whatever time frame it actually ended up, in July, 0.75 percent uh, point hike raised interest rates from 2.25 percent to 2.5 range. The FOMC now plans to double the rate of balance sheet shrinkage in September. So at the moment, uh, the cryptocurrency market is down because the stock market is down. Why is the stock market down? And stock markets around the world as well. Not joking. not joking. And I, and oh boy, the Federal Reserve basically gave an indication that they're going to be raising interest rates next month. Can anyone, I mean, anyone in the class tell me why this is non-news? Just one person. I know there's no one in the room with me, but I'm literally waiting for a hand to raise so I can be like you. Tell me the answer why. It's because we knew that this was going to happen. We knew last month when they re-raised interest rates again, they said that they would not do it in August. But when did they say they would do it? In September. So the news was released that the Federal Reserve still believes that inflation is high and their way of fighting it is going to be by raising interest rates in September. Trees also have leaves. Sometimes there are clouds in the sky and you need oxygen to breathe. It goes on the same exact shelf as all of those things. So stock markets around the world, hearing that this was going to happen... Uh, rose slightly. And then about an hour later, they all began to fall. That's why the cryptocurrency market also fell as well. It says the Dow is dropping, Bed Bath & Beyond is soaring, and what else happened in the stock market today? Uh, So people figured out once again from their news uh, that they're not going to be hyper-aggressive as they said that they would not be before and raise interest rates by 1%. But they're looking at half of a percent to 0.75% as they did before in the past. Once again, we knew this. We, we knew that this was going to happen. And for some reason, it says European markets closed lower as momentum fades and UK inflation soars. Um, I don't really assume that markets fell based off of UK inflation. I have a very strange feeling that this is going to be another uh, one to two day situation. If you haven't been here the last six times, uh, the Fed says something, everyone gets scared, the market falls two days later, uh, futures are back in the green, and then the stock market is back in the green once again. Couldn't figure out why for the life of me this Made, like This was, of course, very big news. A lot of uh, news floating around, especially within the cryptocurrency space, really had to do with, you'll see, uh, did someone say something wrong and therefore is the coin's price going down because of it? What should have been avoided to make sure that this was happening? Can bulls regain this? Our market is so heavily correlated to the stock market, we should just be the stock market at this point. <clears throat> So uh, we will wait for people within stock markets around the world to get their groove back, at which point we will also begin to tick up back up in price as well. Our market no longer has a mind of its own, which is a gigantic shame. uh, But alas, here we are. This is the market that we are in. So uh, European markets are down. I think Indian markets are close to opening. Uh, Futures are currently down. That does not expressively say that we will all be dragged down by the market later on today. Usually once things reopen, we'll see what the sentiment actually is. Cryptocurrency markets are down by a tiny, tiny bit. We are not talking about an 18% drop. Uh, And yeah, the market's not down because of animals fighting in the street. It's down because... Of gigantamous macro world events that we, ourselves, us, have no direct control over. That's all the price news. And yeah, let's move on. In very popular, and, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, an actual popular news story that makes sense. Wow. Investment management firm Monochrome has announced that it is, what? That its other entity, Vasco Trustees Limited, LID or Limited, that says LID, has received authorization from the Australian SEC to operate spot-based crypto asset exchange traded funds. You heard that correctly. Monochrome, which is licensed under the Australian Financial Services License to offer crypto assets such as Bitcoin and Ether, Management services to retail investors, that's everyday normal people, has gotten another license. Yes, they're going to be launching a crypto ETF. I believe it is going to be for Bitcoin and Ethereum. And everyone was actually quite excited about this. I was shocked because normally whenever we get really good news about something happening, first of all, A, uh, not <laughs> the crypto prices don't move regardless of how many of these we were waiting for. For those of you who were not here in and in in good old 2016 2017 the name of the game and apparently still is were the three letters ETF an exchange traded fund which would allow Rich people and normal people alike to have exposure to Bitcoin. Why can't they buy it on a normal cryptocurrency exchange? Because sometimes people's brains don't work. So the idea was that we needed some sort of institutional thing to merge with us. This was the idea, not the actual thing that needed to happen. In order for us to gain some kind of relevancy in the real world. Instead, we got Bitcoin futures, which caused the market to crash because it was meant for people to enter the market who were trying to bet against the price of Bitcoin. And alas, here we are. So... The mantra kept on being in 2017, 2018, 2019, and even 2020 that the U.S. needs a Bitcoin ETF. All the while, every other country around the world now has multiple Bitcoin ETFs. Why are ETFs so significant is because it allows the actual company to hold the actual physical cryptocurrencies. They're not trading in, as they call it, paper Bitcoin or IOUs. It is literally... We have 5,000 Bitcoin in our coffers, and it's because we have 5,000 on the actual ETF. And we see these people who have ETFs buying more Bitcoin all the time, but it does absolutely nothing to the Bitcoin price. And the scariest thing is going to be in four or five years, it's going to take that long, whenever the SEC does finally allow uh, Bitcoin ETFs within the country. Bitcoin's price is going to skyrocket because, for some reason, people around the world forget that the other countries around the world exist. And they, they, we already have over, I think, twenty-five or thirty, uh, physical Bitcoin and Ethereum ETFs. We have multiple in Canada. And I, what is it? I think they they hold billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. the the the, the dumbest part is, if all those thirty had never existed and there was one. Only one in the United States. We'd be looking at like a $65,000 Bitcoin. So, yeah, the news is um, Monochrome has received approval. And they're going to be launching their own spot Bitcoin ETF in Australia. It's going to do absolutely nothing to the price because people aren't paying attention at all to anything. If people aren't paying attention to the metrics and the actual adoption and how high Bitcoin should be in the actual network usage... No, they're not going to pay attention to to the to the 30th physical Bitcoin ETF on the planet. That that would just be too smart. That's the monochrome news. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, in like popular being spoken about news, uh this is all clearly uh coordinated at this point. This isn't any I mean I mean What is it, the ninth time this year? Stablecoins have been around in the cryptocurrency space, I think, since 2017, I want to say. And the first one was Tether. Uh, Over the course of history, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, and I'll say the first two months of 2022, stablecoins de-pegging wasn't a thing. I think there were stablecoins that just simply had no actual volume to them. It was like one or two that tried to launch, and they were like, "We're the new stablecoin on the block," and they had like eight hundred dollars worth of daily transactions, and those like kind of fell into obscurity or no one really used them, so they disappeared. But now all these stablecoins, continuing, uh, they're constantly depegging. For those of you not looking at the screen, uh, Huobi's stablecoin, uh, the HUSD, has depegged. And I think it it was like 92 cents or 95 cents, somewhere around there. The point is that it's depegged from its dollar, a dollar and one cent, or 99 cent usual uh, flow that every single stable coin uh, stays around. And this is definitely happening. There's some company or corporation or government that's doing this. It's happening far too often. We're getting constant news every single day about a new country is looking to launch their own central bank digital currency or this is going to happen or they're launching this at some point and how there's also like all this like extra talk about stable coin regulation. It's 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 all fitting in a bit too much. We simply, us can't tell exactly which government is doing it. But this is so obvious at this point. It's, it's a literal shame because this is why we literally can't have nice things. It's because they make sure that we can't have nice things and we can only have the garbage that they feed us. But alas, here we are. So yeah, who will be stablecoin has depegged. Who knows if they'll be able to re-peg it. Apparently, it is possible uh, news. It's very, very sad. It, 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 I, I I. tried thinking of it before. Like, and no, never mind. I was going to try to tell you to imagine this, but it'll actually make you really sad. I was trying to imagine living in a world where like people are actually free and we can do things as we want and there is no system where we have to like break our backs working like fifteen hours a day just to be able to afford the apartment that we're never inside of because we're outside working all day. And I and I and I actually got there. I actually imagined what society would be like or what it would look like. It was really fun. And then I realized where we currently are right now and it, you know. Anyway, that's the Huobi stablecoin. It has D Peg from the US dollar peg news. Yeah. Let's move on. On to the most popular news story of the day. Vitalik Buterin does not believe the Ethereum community should act in support or defense of XRP. One, and and I'll say this in the nicest tone... Who cares? Just explicitly. Who actually cares? Apparently, a lot of people do. There was no point in my life where I ever assumed that Vitalik Buterin, the people from Blockstream who run Bitcoin's code, or any other, even other cryptocurrency projects would have stood behind or to the side of or in defense of... XRP. There was never a point in, especially after all the propaganda that they made sure to push forward them in 2017 against the coin, even as it was pumping in price. Uh, but alas, this is major news. Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin, in a tweet today, expressed the belief that Ethereum supporters had no obligation to speak up in support of or in defense of XRP. Recalling filings by Ripple in December 2020 and their legal battle with the SEC, where the firm named Ethereum as Chinese-controlled, and I'm going to get into that in one gigantic second. He said, and I quote, XRP already lost their right to protection when they tried to throw us under the bus as China-controlled, in my opinion, Buterin tweeted. For those of you who were not here... A long time ago, around 2017, 2018, when all these mega cryptocurrency uh, chain transaction companies began to pop up. Once again, as always, Chainalysis and uh, other name. I don't know what they're, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, We began to realize the actual metrics of these markets. A lot of mega companies tried to get into the space, but they said, I have no, I can't price this in any way, I can price gold because I know how much we have, how much we dig out of the ground every single year, how much it weighs. You know, Bitcoin has no actual metrics to it. So people in these companies began to pop up saying, "Okay, here's how many Bitcoin are mined per day. Here's how many people are using the network. Here's how many." You know, you kind of get the the general idea. <clears throat> and then people, this was a cra- I mean, this was crazy, crazy times. People are insane. In 2015, 2016, 2017. A lot of people began to go onto the internet and scream, "Well, what's the mining for when we figured out that you needed like these mining machines to create these coins, a lot of people of course thought that the that it was the government trying to solve some kind of gigantic math problem or it was some other conspiracy something happening or where are these numbers for? why 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 are we doing the math calculations what what, what is it? i mean it was really insane. So, people figured out that here we go. You need the calculations to be able to um, process the transactions on the network and to secure the network. This is why it's so many transactions. It can only be done by mega computers and therefore mining. So, people kept on saying, Oh, that's really cool. Who's mining these coins? Well, we can look over here and see a whole bunch of hash rate. We look over here and see a whole bunch of hash rate. The issue ended up being that in 2017, 2018, 2019, <clears throat> Is that people looked in one particular place and they were like, there's a lot of activity happening over there, so... People began to travel around, and not joking, travel around the world or, you know, kind of come forward and say, hey, it's actually me mining. And this is why we know uh, the wallet addresses for the cryptocurrency uh, mining operations. Like you, know, like you see a lot of times uh, this cryptocurrency miner decided to, to move 15,000 of their coins. How do we know that? It's because they all decided to be very transparent. Not only are they creating the coins, but they're also letting us know or we can see when their movements are happening and usually sometimes may affect the network. Everybody still with me? Cool. The major news at the time was, here we go, and, and the internet is such a valuable tool. This is why I said I'm not surprised, or I am surprised, why this was major news, and, and I think it's because people have the memory of a goldfish. It's literally like seconds, and people forget so quickly. Back in 2017, people figured out very quick <clears throat> that the majority of the hash rate and hash power of the Ethereum and Bitcoin network was coming from one place. Say it out loud. Starts with a C, ends with an A. Exactly. It was coming from China. So this is why they called it Chinese controlled, because it was in Yeah, well, you can't say that it still is because China basically destroyed a majority of their cryptocurrency mining operations, but they're still mining. Like, the government is actually actively mining. They got control over a number of the companies. (coughs) So they're still mining a large portion of these coins. This is a chart from 2019. It says, who manages Ethereum mining? Are they a good target for litigation or regulation? (coughs) The main... One at 27% at the time was Ethermine. Can you guess where Ethermine was located? Right. It was located m- mainly in Asia. <clears throat> and then when the ban in China happened, they moved portions of their things to Europe and also to uh, North America. Can you guess where Spark Pool was located? Correct. It was in China. So we have China. We have China. Nanopool was located in Hong Kong. F2 Pool was located in, say it with me in China. And a bunch of the other small mining operations, around half of them, were also located in China. This was news in 2017 because people began to realize, huh, if China decides to screw everything up, they can cause a 51% attack on these actual markets and these networks. This is why, and I, I, people forget so easily and it drives me absolutely insane. This is an article from from four years ago. It says, report, China has the capabilities and strong motive to destroy Bitcoin. It even says it's somewhere around here. The paper points out how heavily centralized Bitcoin mining has become, with over 80% of Bitcoin mining being performed by a total of six mining pools, five of which have base operations associated with China. Combined, the Chinese mining pools control 74% of Bitcoin's hash power. Everyone knew this. This was major news. Part of the problem was it caused a stir within the cryptocurrency space when it came to actual centralization. Who is controlling these things? The country that keeps talking about that they're going to ban cryptocurrencies. Well, that's not good. Why do we have all this stuff here? And at this point, a number of other pre-mined coins, XRP being one of them, began began to sprout up in popularity around the world. One of the main mantras for the Ripple XRP community was, we're not controlled by China. And this made a lot of people in the Bitcoin and Ethereum camps very angry because they knew deep down inside what the numbers were. And they kept on screaming, we're not controlled by China, but they were. This was very common news. So a lot of other coins, before we even thought of the term like proof of stake, it was more like it was either you are mined or you are pre-mined. These were the only two categories back in 2016, 17, 18, 19, until we started getting Cardano and all the other proof of stake things Beginning to really pop up. They said that they were Chinese controlled because they were. They weren't lying. It's not that they did a a smear campaign. We know for a fact what the numbers were. For years. So here's the tweet right here. He said, XRP already lost their right to protection. Do your homework. Always, 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 always. When they tried to throw us under the bus as China controlled, in my opinion, and then he has something around here talking about XRP is sinking to new levels of strangeness. They're claiming that their crap coin should not be called a security for public policy reasons, namely because Bitcoin and Ethereum are Chinese controlled. Two laughing, crying emojis. It's because they were. Does anyone disagree with that? Does anyone looking at these charts, you can Google, where's Ethermine located? You'll see now that they're located in parts of Asia, Europe and North America, but Ethermine is is Chinese. Remember when we had the news when China banned cryptocurrency mining and all the people were taking all their equipment and moving to other countries? That's why it's no longer explicitly in China. Type in where is Spark Pool located. Type in where is Nano Pool located. I I double dog dare you to do it. Look up Bitcoin mining back in 2017 and type in China and see what you get. I remember all these conversations. I remember telling other people, it's not good that these things, and it's not even centralization. Centralization became a very huge topic of conversation, but I don't know how they managed to change the narrative from Bitcoin and Ethereum are actually centralized to look over there XRP is centralized. This is what caused the Ripple company to say, hey, we actually do have a lot of XRP, so we're going to lock it up. So we can't access all of it at once. Don't forget that Ethereum was also a pre-mine. I'm going to say that one more time because I'm sure somebody was covering their ears on purpose. Ethereum was an ICO and it was also a pre-mine. A large portion of Ether was pre-mined and it is believed that it was given to the Ethereum team. It's not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was given to no one. It started out at zero and it had to be mined from there yeah I know people, yeah, I know, I know, I know people forget this stuff so easily. It's really crazy. Buterin's statement came as the a new Canadian crypto regulation came to light <clears throat> that limits the value of crypto citizens of certain regions can purchase in a year. This has nothing to do with what he's saying. This has absolutely nothing to do with what he's saying or why this was such popular news. Canada apparently has new regulations. I think it's just in within um I think it's just Ontario that is kind of falling under this. Or a large portion of this, because apparently every province in Canada has their own different SEC, which I didn't know about, which makes the world even dumber. And I can't figure out for the life of me why that would even be a thing. Uh, But apparently uh, there are certain coins, and this is all due to lobbying. Let me be abundantly clear with all of you in every single aspect. And I'm not sure if it's just not called lobbying uh, where you might live. It's where people walk into a room, have a conversation with you and push over a briefcase that's full of uh, that's full of money to you. For some reason, uh, Canada has a new restriction where um, if you you are buying Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bcash and Litecoin, you can buy as much of the coin as you want. However, any other coin outside of those four coins are now restricted to everyone. And you can't buy more than 30,000 of that coin per year. This is also very similar to the news that we had years ago about Russia, where Russia was restricting their citizens. Can you guess? What were they doing? Exactly the same exact thing as Canada, where they basically said, if you are rich, you can do whatever you want within the market. But if you make less than X amount per year, you can only buy, I I think it was between five to $7,000 worth of crypto per year. That was one of my first ranting videos. Because I was like, that's nonsense. You're t-, and, and, and this is when Bitcoin was two, three, four, five. You know, it, Bitcoin was not a huge amount of money. And I said, this is crazy because you're allowing the rich people to buy up the entirety of the market. If Bitcoin goes to 100K, these people are, <laughs> they were already billionaires. Now they're multi-billionaires. And you tell the people across the street, I'm sorry, you can only buy fractions of, and you would get in trouble. You would get in trouble if you bought more than that five or $7,000 per year. There, like, there were heavy penalties and fines if you went over that number. Now, I said this would discourage people from wanting to get into the market. They don't want to go over that number. They're terrified the entire time. What happens to the rich people who become multi-billionaires and the other people who should have been able to get into the market? Oh, yeah, I, I made 15000 You know, look at me. I'm really good and I and I also have to pay taxes on it isn't that incredible I'm so happy while the person across the street who's already not paying taxes made 15 billion dollars I'm not going to rant on this point because it's I think it's a waste of energy for me but this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard why these four coins exclusively why Litecoin Litecoin is just a legacy coin <clears throat> And Bitcoin Cash is only big because it was given it was the first implications of people realizing that you could fork Bitcoin and all the cryptocurrency exchanges and all the other large players kept their coins. So a lot of people within Canada, or even in general, who are, you know, uh streaming in support of <clears throat> Solana's not part of it, is not part of it, Tron's not part of it, XRP's not part of it, and every other coin. Doesn't it seem weird that they would just choose these four coins? And you can't even give me the, uh, the, the, the answer, well, you know, these are the strongest coins. Bitcoin, cash, and Litecoin? Didn't so all seem a bit odd to anyone years ago, based on the whole lobbying idea, that when the SEC came forward talking about what, which coins weren't a security and it was only Bitcoin and Ethereum, do you think the SEC actually cares about decentralization? In monetary sovereignty for the people. Didn't anything seem a bit odd there? So, the news is... Is that apparently there was a very large conversation... I think it's still going on. And fight on Twitter. Uh, basically with Vitalik Buterin stating... That the Ethereum community should not stand behind XRP. I don't think they actually care about the Ethereum community... And I don't think the Ethereum community actually cares about XRP. The problem is, is that he's a gigantic figurehead who's constantly kicking up dust and making sure that other people can't see and are having a bad time at the party. If you don't care about XRP, don't talk about it. Don't buy it. Don't add it to your portfolio. If you don't want to hear from XRP people on Twitter, block them, mute them. Make sure you never have to come in contact with them again. Normally, XRP people aren't going to Ethereum conferences. Ethereum conference people typically aren't going to the, to the Ripple World, Con- whatever they call it, wherever it is every single year. They usually don't intertwine and mix. Ethereum and Bitcoin, since around 2012, were heavily Chinese-controlled. We know this to be true. We have the numbers. We've seen them before. We went over them. All they did was manage to lie and make people hate. This is why I told I remember screaming this years ago. I was like, why are you listening to these people? So many of you were lied to all these years ago when it came to Ripple and XRP. Didn't it seem weird that the, the, the former head of the SEC launched a lawsuit against Ripple on his last day in office? Wouldn't you have done that in 2017 if they had done something wrong to protect American consumers? On your last... This is all coordinated. This all has to do with money behind the scenes. Remember when I told you years ago? Pay attention to the people who scream the loudest. There were so many people who would go on TV talking about how amazing Bitcoin was... And how terrible Ethereum was. And then you had other people talking about how amazing Ethereum was and how terrible Bitcoin was. And if you dug deep enough, it all floated between 2014 and 2017. The people who loved Ethereum, I think Mike Novogratz is one of them. I think that's one of the people. It's somebody rich. I don't really care. He announced that he had gotten tons of Ethereum for a dollar. One of the famous stories, he said, I, I, m- I remember I walked into this office, it was quite dingy, and there was a little guy there named Vitalik Buterin, and I was asking him, how do I help you guys? And he told him to buy tons of Ether. He was like, I got it for a dollar. Of course, he's going to be backing Ethereum, because he probably has over a million Ether and not a million Bitcoin. So many of you are constantly being lied to. It's so difficult to, like, <laughs> to be in this space and just see... What was the other thing a day or two ago? Somebody, no, it wasn't somebody. It was Elon Musk. Elon Musk made a tweet that he was going to buy. It wasn't Mercedes. What was it? Ah, he made allegedly a joking tweet that he was thinking about uh, buying Manchester United. And there's a cryptocurrency called, I think it's called Man U or something like that. And the coin went up by 300%. Why do you not have a brain for your own? Why do rich people keep dictating where you put your money when you do things? I don't get it. It's, ter- it's terrible for you and for your future. It does not make any sense. Anyway, um, yes. Uh, Vitalik Buterin hates Ripple and XRP. I could have assumed that from years ago. Most of these people also don't like each other. If you really, really want to go down the rabbit hole... Uh, look, how many, look at how many of these people actually know each other and used to work together. A lot of these people used to work at Amazon or they used to work at um, Google. They left the company, fell into cryptocurrencies. You can find videos of Vitalik Buterin walking around Bitcoin conferences. I think he would try to be one of the head developers. They said no. So he branched off and created his own coin called Ethereum. Same exact thing with Charles Hoskinson. Charles Hoskinson used to work with Vitalik Buterin on Ethereum. He allegedly had his own idea for a coin or his own idea for how the chain should be. It didn't work out. He left. I think think there are rumors that the people from Ripple were trying to work with the people from Bitcoin and also something else that also didn't work out and left. The guys who used to work for Ripple at some point branched off and said, we can make our own chain. And that became stellar. All these people know each other and used to work with each other. These aren't like random happenings. Like Ethereum didn't sprout up, you know, out of necessity in the market. It happened because of greed and also people believing in their God complex. I can do it better than they can. So I'm not surprised that they don't like or care for XRP, but you also shouldn't care. Do you care that the people from Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision don't like Ethereum? No. Do you care that the people from Bitcoin probably don't like Solana? No, who cares? Who actually cares? And also, just to once again clarify, these were all Chinese controlled. So Ripple's statement was not false in any way because we've known that for a very long time. And when this news came out, people behind the scenes began to shuffle. And this is... Remember when we had news uh, that Bitcoin mining was coming to Texas? Bitcoin mining was coming to Alaska? New Bitcoin mining rigs being opened in, uh, in Northern Canada and also in like Nordic countries, that came after the 2017 news. They tried to make it seem like it was good news because people realized that it was controlled by China. China kept on threatening to ban Bitcoin. And if they had banned 70% of the hash rate which was coming from them, the networks would have collapsed. If there had never, if there had never been a discussion by China to ban Bitcoin... It would be around 80 or 90% of the hash rate would be coming from China. So that's the uh, Vitalik Buterin doesn't like XRP. Who cares? News. Woo. And yeah. Let's move on. and also in the news uh i've lost all my energy this 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 space is so stupid like it really like it hurts like it actually hurts my brain how ridiculous people are i i just don't get it i i feel like i should have like a news segment you know how like how, how i have news i missed it's going to call like old news or something or like news that's old where i literally just go over news that happened like 6 years ago so people are constantly up to date with things that happened It's like, remember how I used to do that before? Where like every single time that this billionaire would be like, well, I think Bitcoin's the greatest thing on this planet and everyone should be using it. And I had to show you articles from six years ago where they were trashing the cryptocurrency space while they were secretly buying in the background. So they lied to you and your family telling you not to buy Bitcoin when it was $100. Remember those? Remember how often that used to happen? I had to keep finding the articles from years ago where these people kept on lying to the public. And now they own billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin and you and your family could be 25 millionaires. Also in the news, uh, the CEO of Kraken, his name is Jesse Powell, has announced that he's very bullish on Bitcoin. This was also, this was majorly popular news. A lot of people were like, what? I can't believe it. No, Jesse Powell has always, Jesse Powell is like uh, another version of Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey being the, the former CEO of Twitter. These guys like love Bitcoin. I think that they actually in their heads believe that Bitcoin is going to be the actual uh saving grace of the planet's monetary system. Like I I believe that, I know I know Jack Dorsey for a fact believes this. But I think that Jesse Powell is also kind of in the I think he's more Bitcoin than Ethereum, but I think he believes in, you know, freedom of the economic uh system if you will but he basically announced that he believe, you know he's very bullish on bitcoin he thinks the price once again for the third time in this video that the price is very very low it should be a lot higher people aren't paying attention and he says he wouldn't bet against bitcoin because he thinks that bitcoin will be doing great things but this was also everywhere news does it do you why do you constantly do you need rich people to like give you like an ASMR video before you fall asleep do people have, like, alarms on their phone that is Elon Musk being like, I love you, b- before you wake up? Do you need constant affirmation for rich people? Jesse Powell's gigantically rich, by the way. This is why I'm, 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 I'm talking about it. People were... T- th- 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 this became a topic of discussion because the CEO of one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges on the planet says that he's bullish on a coin that he owns. And I am certain... There were at least 5,000 people on this planet who saw him say, I'm very bullish on Bitcoin and I wouldn't bet against it. And they went and bought Bitcoin. That's the Kraken CEO. Jesse Powell is very bullish on Bitcoin news. Oh boy. And yeah, let's move on. As always... A gigantic thank you to my Patreon supporters. G- I I wonder what would Bitcoin be like if we had proper full decentralization. If there were no rich people who came forward in support of it, if there were no rich people, where would Bitcoin be? Where would Dogecoin be if we had never heard from Elon Musk supporting it? There was a there was a news article from 2018 where uh, Bill Gates uh, was asked about Bitcoin and he was like I think it's okay. It's not too bad. You know, I, I think it's a, a marvelous feat of something. We're not going to be accepting it as payment anytime soon, but I think it's pretty cool. And Bitcoin's price rose that day. Where would we be if we had no celebrity endorsements, if no rich celebrities had ever come forward for crypto? How, high would bi- how low would Bitcoin's price be? Would people just be looking at the metrics? Probably not. Never. <laughs> they don't do it now. Gbu Wally Manny Cryptos Crypto Gambino Bubble Mode How's Life Austin Auspicious Agile and Blockchain Jamie Saad Blockchain Simplified and let's move on Empire Queen Roman Gaba Bitcoin Ben Arachno, Dave Tony Ambroski The Dealer's Den Captain Something in the Z Way Lay Mobarazi VB Nerd Twenty One Miguel Grolet, Lauren De Silva Quoted Biddy Troy All Good Space Case Need a Miracle Nostar, Navarro Williams Utopia Five Six Nine Moonman High XRP Martin Steuer Nostromo, John Sarson, the Animal Reader, Bibliophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Graysick, Wise Night Owl, Two Four Two to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Cold D, Three D, Setsuna, Richie Rich the Third, Paxis, Nick Mangialavore, Jim Garner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yes to Crypto, Bodie McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Monk's Corner Staff, Bake Me a Cake, Tigger, a on Nisa, All Crypto with Lionel and Crayola Michelle URL. Thank you all very very much for your continued support. Thank you to everyone who is a member of the channel. Thank you to everyone who left a like, who has subscribed, or is still here listening to me ramble about this market. If you are here still watching, in the comment section, type in D-Y-O-R. If you know what that is, you know what that is. At the moment, Bitcoin is down by 1.74% in the last 24 hours. It is up to $23,401. $23,401. Ethereum is down by 2.6% in the last 24 hours. It is at 1,843. Nothing dramatic. As long as we stay above $1,500 for Ethereum, we were just at 800. You know, we're, we're doing just fine. We had a 101% surge in price, I believe, over the course of four weeks. The market's not looking too bad. Anything breaking the trend? Dogecoin is up by thirteen percent in the last seven days. So is Shiba Inu is up by nineteen in the last seven days, but that's because of the Do- Doggy Coin explosion. I don't know what was going on there. At some point, they both were skyrocketing on their own, or something was happening behind the scenes. Ethereum Classic is up by five percent in the last week. Unis said Leo is up by eleven percent in the last week as well. Anything else? EOS. Is what is also up by eleven percent in the last week. I couldn't find any actual EOS news. I saw rumors of an upgrade, maybe a hard fork, but nothing to do with voice launching. Or remember the thing that we heard? Remember in January when we heard from uh, what's this guy's face name? The guy, former, uh, I think Dan Bloomer. I think that's his name. The, the The former creator of EOS that they were doing like a major rebranding. I don't know that rebrandings took eight months. I, I, I did not. I think that they announced all of these things, assumed that people would forget about it, and then kind of left the project because uh, I think it takes about a good three months to hire people to properly rebrand, have a new logo, have a new so-and-so uh, to announce. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I was going to go on a whole other tangent uh, to talk about it. Uh, you know, the coin that's being purchased by all the banks right now, Chili's, is currently... That was a lie. It's currently up by 48% in the last uh, seven days because that's just how the market works now. Yeah, stupid, stupid market. It's so annoying. It's so I, And I know I'm not the only one who's frustrated. I feel like I'm simply just speaking all of your frustrations into the microphone. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't from day to day to day. And yeah, patience is wearing thin and all that. I do hope that you've all enjoyed... I do hope that you all are having a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, commenting, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you